This is Radio Free Oz on Thanksgiving, coming to you over KLA 1110 from Pasadena, and they've got their aerial on top of a sacred mountain, I think, and that's why they can't hear us in Santa Barbara. And we've got, as I said, over a dead microphone about half an hour ago before the Firesign Theater came on. And by the way, that was the Firesign Theater and will continue to be so. We've got an advertiser again. Same advertiser we had last week, which is Groovy, and it's Doug Weston's Troubadour. And remember, we had Tim Buckley on the show last week, and we want to let you know that Tim Buckley has one more week at the Troubadour. One more week at Doug Weston's Troubadour, and he opened on the 21st of November, and he's going to be going through and including next Sunday, December 3rd. And he's paired with a folk duo called Hedge and Donna. And there was the Acid Symphony came in last Tuesday and did a guest set, so you don't know who's going to come in and throw a guestie on you at that place. So let us turn you on to Doug Weston's Troubadour and to Tim Buckley, and that's 981 Santa Monica Boulevard, 981 Santa Monica Boulevard, and the phone for reservations or something like it is 276-6168, 276-6168. And while we're at it, let me just tell them that next week at the Magic Mushroom, the Lewis and Clark Expedition, and the Outlaw Blues Band, out of sight. Okay, come out of commercial land, and we're back here to the Magic Mushroom. And we have at the table another mystery guest. And the mystery guest is Cass Elliott. And it's a pleasure to have you on Radio Free Oz. <laughs> Let me get you down on the microphone here. That's very, very nice. So we've been doing a lot of Thanksgiving stuff now. What, is, uh, what do you think about Thanksgiving? I mean, has it ever struck you as being a particularly relevant holiday? Have you ever thought a lot about it? I went to a lot of pageants when I was in school because I went to school in Virginia in the Tidewater. Yeah. And I went to a lot of pageants about it, but... Uh, I think it's an American holiday. It's about the only thing I know about it. Yeah, in fact, it is probably the only real American holiday. Hey, like, what are you talking about? They said Columbus Day isn't really an American no, holiday. No, no, it isn't. It's kind of, a, kind of an Italian Catholic holiday. It's groovy, you know. But the fact is, he really, they say that he didn't come to get us. He came to get a new trade route to India, right? And it was kind of a commercial voyage, and he came upon Cuba, and that's caused a lot of trouble ever since. And uh, He wasn't the first to get us anyway. No, no, there were people before. There were all those Norwegians. And then there were the Hopis who were here at the very beginning, like, oh, how long ago, David? They were here so long they left and then came back. That's right, man. <laughs> and for good reason, too. This kid's place isn't for real. And they left and they came back and they, they traveled to southern Italy. And they were in Tibet. And they were in the Philippines. The Hopi Indians? Yeah. The Hopi Indians. They get around. Yeah. And they, they, they came to Ariabi. And then the Great Spirit said, no, it's time to go all over the world and leave your marks and see where it's at and come back to here. And there are Hopi markings on the cliffs leading into the major pass in the Himalayan mountains into Tibet. And there are Hopi markings on the shores of Sicily. <laughs> and there are Hopi markings in, northern, in the northern Philippine islands. And that was a long time ago, man. They just did it on foot, or they did it in bamboo shoots, or however they did it, but they made it. And strangely enough, they came back. But not so strange, actually, because maybe this is the promised land, huh? Possible? I don't know. They weren't traveling on American passports. <laughs> 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 That's something we don't know. <laughs> it's just very much the way it is. But uh, the country has pretty much come to the point now where we have to talk about Thanksgiving in almost an underground way if we really mean what Thanksgiving is, you know? We have to sort of like sneak around and say, hey, you know, Thanksgiving's got something to do with the Indians. You know about the Indians, don't you? <laughs> Rattle your beads at night and be quiet and still. Well, it's very nice to have you here. Uh, a lot of things have been happening to you and through you, and I'd like to tell a, a quick little story about the meeting of you, if I could, all right? Well, first time I met you, because I'd heard you and everything, and many people have heard you, but I came over to the house, 
And uh, it was so simple, man, and so relaxed. It was really like a morning. There are very few houses you can go over to in the morning and get met and have the feeling that morning is going on inside the house also. You know what I mean? It has a lot to do with the fact there's an infant in the house, and there's right. always morning where there's an infant around. Yeah, right. You got yourself a baby. Right? Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to see it because it was asleep. But the house wasn't. A but rare moment you descended, actually. Very yeah. fortunate moment. Yeah. Well, you could have... Could have it's, it's a girl? Yes. It's a girl. What's her name? Owen. Owen? How do you spell that? O-W-E-N. Just O-W-E-N. Owen. Owen Elliott. Owen Hendricks. Owen Hendricks. It's the Owen Hendricks experience. Yes, yeah, it <laughs> certainly is. It certainly is. Indeed. Wow. It certainly is. Wow, absolutely. Well. But we live, we live a very uh, stoic existence. Yeah. Very plain, sort of like, uh, I don't know if you've ever saw any pictures of Shaker homes. Yeah. Things like that. It's very uh, aesthetic. <laughs> Dark is what it actually is. But right. Nice. Cluttered. Or no, uncluttered. Uncluttered, uncluttered yeah. And that, and that big... Uh, Leather rhinoceros is the only thing that stands there and keeps guard on the whole house. Yeah. Well, I don't know where that came from, but I've, I've had it for about five years. It travels with me yeah. all the time. It's a very strange thing. It's the only thing I have in the living room. People think I'm very strange. This big, stuffed, life-size leather rhinoceros in my living room. If somebody gave you for a birthday present, it's a great conversation piece. Sure, did you can sit on it and talk about it at the Three same time. Three or four people can sit on it. Right. And talk about the same thing. The rhinoceros. <laughs> right. The rhinoceros, except the fifth who isn't sitting on it. And that kind of wigs him out also. Oh, he's on the horns of a dilemma. Yeah, he's on the horns of the dilemma. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, uh... What else is new besides my rhinoceros? What else is new besides your rhinoceros? I was you about... tried to get me to go to Gardena with you. Right. It, it's exactly true. I, I gave you the whole Roshi hype while I was over at the house. And you couldn't make it the next morning because something came up, but you were going to. Yeah, I actually could have, but something happened. I had made up my mind that I was going to go, yeah. and then something dissuaded me, and I didn't go. Well, to be there's, there's going to be a place so in I time. So I caught and caught that. Right, but like Gardena at 6 o'clock in the morning is where the Zen master, Joshu Suzaki, sits. You sit with him and meditate, and he's a Zen master. And it's a very special thing. And I was talking to Cass, and she said, yes, I'd love to go. And I think you will, too. I think... Sooner or later, you'll you'll get over there. Uh, my mother used to say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's probably the only wise thing she ever said. <laughs> well, it's you know, the road to hell surely goes through Gardena, but I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's been slightly ameliorated by the presence of the Roshi. But uh, you know that this Roshi is one of the two patriarchs of Zen. It's like having the Pope in Gardena, in a sense, you know but sitting in an old dentist's office that's been donated him. This man sitting there, you know, this, this great man, this great teacher. And nobody seems to know, except a few students, you know. And we're kind of like thinking about whether or not to let it out, what to do, build a monastery, do what, and then he just goes on and on in his own enlightened way. It's very beautiful. Have you, have you ever gone into anything or any type of organized religion or practice or meditational technique that seems to be so popular amongst a lot of people today? No. To get into this, you have you weren't attracted to to that uh, that thing. I uh, it wasn't that I wasn't attracted by it, but uh, I think it requires a certain kind of discipline that uh, I'm not used to having. It requires a tremendous amount of concentration, and I'm not a very concentrated person. Yeah, well, it can happen though. I mean, like uh, you're kind of like it seems good. You yeah, know? it seems like it would be good. Somebody gave me a book when I was in Europe called uh, The Saffron Robe. Yeah. Which is written by uh, Rob Sangrampa. The man with the, the hole in his head. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I drilled a hole in his head, right? Oh, what a bring down. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people in England that have done that. Right, right. Did you talk to any of them over No, that? sir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Well, you know, two inches old, right? Yeah, there was uh, one of Bart Hugus's disciples drilled a hole in his head over there. What if, can't remember his name now. Eversteady George. Or, he? Yeah, right. Uh, Jerry, they call him something like, yeah, Jerry Hole in the Head or some name like that. You know the English. True, it does. And he says that afterwards everything was, the problem was that once he could see it, he couldn't explain to anybody what it was all about, and that brought him down. He couldn't tell his parents what it was like to have a hole in his head. It's enough to go and tell Hi, your parents. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi. You may be wondering what yeah. I'm doing with this hole in my head. You see? Uh, you see? Uh... With all the other uh, drawbacks of having a hole in your head, it's not sanitary. You know, regardless, you know, it's just a, not a good Walking thing. Walking around with Q-tips all the time. Very <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It would be very difficult for the Saturday Evening Post to adjust to that. Flowers and bells is enough. But people going around with holes in their head. This is definitely not the way of my son and my daughter, so I'm going to keep them off the streets. So they go and drill a hole in their bathroom or something like that. It's going to, it's going to happen.